Welcome to Mintel's Little Conversation, real conversations with actionable insights into what consumers want and why. My name is Andrew McDougall, and I'm Director of Beauty and Personal Care Research at Mintel. And I'm excited to bring you our latest installment, chatting with some more of our lovely experts. Today, we're going to be taking a look at live stream shopping and e-commerce, a topic that seems very of the moment right now, particularly as the sort of the social media platform TikTok has just launched its TikTok shop uh, in the US, which enables users to find and shop for products within the app itself. Uh, and I'm delighted today to be joined by three of our experts in this area. Uh, first up, I'm joined by Caitlin Sikowski, who is in the US and is our Associate Director for Market Intelligence. So hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the pod. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome very much. Um, Also in America as well, uh, part of our North American operations, I'm pleased to be joined by our senior analyst for retail and e-commerce, Katie Hansen. So welcome, Katie. Katie. Hi, Andrew. Thanks so much. Excited to be here. Excited to have you. Uh, As always, I know you've been on a a couple of our podcasts now, so becoming a bit of a regular. Uh, And another one of our regulars as well, um, and someone to make up our complete panel of expertise. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by my awesome UK colleague and analyst on our beauty reports, Georgia Stafford. Um, Hi, Georgia. Hey, uh, it's good to be back. It's always good to have you, always good to, to have a talk with you, especially when it's recorded. Uh, makes much more uh, sort of business sense. Uh, but it's a great group that we have on this call. As I say, the expertise seems to sort of really uh, be well complemented uh, to talk about this topic in particular. Uh, and particularly as we take sort of a deeper dive into what live stream shopping is and how it affects brands and companies and what they can do in this space going forward. Uh, but just before we do that and sort of take that deeper dive into it, I just wondered first up if we could just clarify um, what is live stream shopping? How is it different from traditional online shopping? Yeah, Andrew. Um, so in terms of live, live stream shopping, what we're talking about is that real time video, um, you know, consumers can watch primarily on social media, but um, it also has some gaming implications and that sort of thing. Um, but now brands are using that video stream to sell products. You know, consumers can watch the video in real time and they can buy the products that are being listed or being talked about. So um, it's a very new, exciting uh, atmosphere in e-com. It's a really sort of interesting area to look at as well because um, I, I sort of you sort of heard about it for a little bit sort of shoppable sort of um, video streaming that you can watch and sort of buy things within Netflix and I know some companies have sort of trialed out um, shopping on Instagram and things like that with sort of the one click um, purchases you can make. Uh, but what are the real benefits then of live stream shopping for brands uh, of all consumer goods, including beauty as well? You know, Katie already alluded to this a little bit, but I think it's that real-time aspect of it. Um, you're actually able to open up a conversation with your viewers. So at the same time you're showing them new products or offerings, you're able to get real-time questions and feedback from them. So if you're like me and you're very pasty and you're watching a video about blush, you're actually able to ask what shade would not make me look like a party clown, which you're not able to do in any other form of e-commerce shopping. Um, and it makes it such a great way for brands to humanize themselves with customers and for customers to get real-time feedback and answers on the things that they want to buy. So I think that's probably the main benefit or differentiator from using this avenue of e-commerce. Yeah, I think in beauty, especially like walking into a beauty hall in a traditional department store, even in a health and beauty store, it can be quite intimidating going up to someone who's working on the counter. There might be an expectation you feel that you have to then buy something at the end of that. But like Caitlin said, the ability to sort of ask those questions over a live stream takes all the pressure off. 
I think another aspect of this too is that live streaming kind of creates this space away from the distraction of social media, right? When you're scrolling through, there's always so much to look at, so much to engage with. But if you're on a live stream, you're just focused on that brand for that, you know, however long um, it's running for. So I think it kind of slows social media down a little bit too. It's really interesting the way you put that in terms of actually capturing the consumer's attention, particularly in sort of this world of sort of no attention that we have. We have no attention span these days. We we second screen everything. We seem to flick around from media to media. So it's really interesting and important then for brands to capture and then engage with that consumer. But what would you say are the challenges then of live stream shopping for brands? How do they capture and then retain that consumer for that small period of time? Yeah, a lot of consumers are, are concerned about the, you know, data privacy and security first and foremost. We're asking them to kind of learn a new behavior and then put down some personal financial information into um, uh, a system they're not totally familiar with yet. Um, so, you know, the more that brands can show that live shopping via live stream isn't so different from shopping via a website, you're just getting more engagement with um, the brand and the brand ambassadors. It'll feel more familiar rather than this foreign concept. Yeah. And, you know, jumping off that from a marketing perspective, there are a lot of logistical challenges with live streaming. One, how do you make your viewers aware that you're going to be doing this ahead of time? Um, it's really often you'll just see randomly that a brand is doing one. So it's important to promote the event ahead of time so that you can generate hype and actually get engagement. And then, you know, technical issues happen all the time. One of the main reasons why viewers will end up leaving a live stream is because there are lags and technical issues. And so that is always a concern too when you're jumping into this avenue is how do we make sure it's a seamless experience and it's engaging and it's good because really anything that could happen on a Zoom call as we're all familiar with can happen on a live stream. Um, but I have seen some brands do a great job of having a technical error and then actually kind of joking about it and humanizing themselves a bit more, which can actually make it a very good experience to show that, you know, we're just like you, we're, we're vulnerable and um, we, we face the same challenges. So those are both two technical elements that I think brands should be thinking about if they're wanting to get into this type of space. That's a really good point because working as we do so much on video conferencing platforms uh, and indeed on online recording studios for podcasts, uh, we are all too familiar with technical errors uh, interrupting our work. Um, so that's a really good point. Is, it, is this something though that is solely then for a younger audience then? Is it a, an audience that is going to be tech savvy or am I being too blinkered in thinking this is just for sort of the, the Gen Z and millennials? That's a great question. Um, our data actually shows that we have a fair amount of Gen X consumers who are engaged with live streaming. So yes, it, you know, Gen Z is interested in it, but in terms of who's participating, we've seen a lot of millennials and actually quite a few Gen X, um, which I think is interesting. Maybe they're aware they're joining a live streaming or maybe they're just stumbling upon it. I, you know, I'm not quite sure, um, but there's, there's an engagement opportunity for across generations. And I know that I mentioned uh, beauty a little bit earlier on because it is an area that is very close to my heart. Uh, but George, I just wanted to bring you in a little bit just because uh, I want to talk about this sort of this rise of live stream shopping in the beauty industry in particular and how this industry, as well as many others, will benefit from um, sort of this, this uh, platform. Yeah, I think an area where it really benefits is taking away a bit of like the glossy sheen that's often on beauty videos, like more highly edited beauty videos that you see on YouTube or on brand websites. Oftentimes the presenter won't be so made up. They won't be 
in studio lighting so you can see more of how products will perform on someone who looks like you and has maybe the same technical ability as you instead of a makeup artist doing it on a model and it being purely aspirational. So I think it's a great way to sort of strip it back and be a bit more authentic with the consumer. We love we love those sort of behind the curtain kind of videos as well, don't we? I, we, I talk about this a lot in the beauty industry, um, but just this idea of just sort of seeing how things are done and having that that element of sort of backstage access is quite nice. So having that that authenticity behind that seems like it's it's quite a good way to look at that. And I definitely think that's something that is driven as well in sort of the, the that sort of the role of celebrity or influencer. We love to connect with those people. How would you say the role of celebrity endorsements is sort of going to prosper in live stream shopping is is there a place for it is is there something that is working well uh, here in this platform it's it's a bit twofold in my opinion on the one side if you can get a celebrity or an influencer you're naturally going to create the hype needed for people to want to join the live stream and continue watching it of course you want to see your favorite actress or singer or influencer talk about something or do something or get a sneak peek into their life But on the flip side, we have seen a little bit of a natural opposition to influencers as well, especially in the past year. If you remember, the trend de-influencing went popular earlier in 2023, where people started questioning the intent of influencers. They're really getting smart about the relationship between them and the brand. So if you're going to use a celebrity or an influencer, the authenticity you mentioned before is really important. It needs to be a natural fit. The viewer is going to need to believe that that person would actually use this product. Um, A good example, let's say Rihanna was going to do a segment on her beauty line. You would believe everything she was saying. It would feel authentic because it's hers. You know she had a part in making it. But if it's somebody else talking about a product line that you don't necessarily believe they would use, you're kind of going to lose all of the luster and meaning of using somebody like that in the first place. And so if you were sitting down now then with a brand in any consumer goods space, feel free to pick any category. Um, But if you were sort of to sit down with them then and sort of tell them basically, how do you create engaging live stream uh, or how do you create an an engaging live stream shopping experience? What would be your sort of your, your key points that you would point out to them then in, in doing that? And, and is there, is there a one size fits all solution to this? I guess, but what would be, what would be your, your, your tips for that most engaging shopping experience that could be created? I think brands need to think about using live streaming to make what might feel inaccessible accessible. And I, I say that, um, you know, example is some of these fashion brands were kind of in the middle of New York Fashion Week, but they're using live streaming to bring their New York Fashion Week shows to consumers. So while they can't be there in New York, they can view on live stream like what is happening and get that, you know, exclusive up close and personal with that brand, even if they can't be there in person. Um, so, you know, so really tapping into that exclusivity feel and limited edition kind of idea. I think is really key, um, especially as consumers are just figuring out what live streaming is, how to use it, um, and then, you know, how to shop from it. And how would you then measure the success of live stream shopping or from these campaigns that you run? How, How do brands know that it's worked for them or what is working for them and what to repeat and do? sort of for, for the next time, if you like? How, how do we maintain this as a sort of uh, an actual sort of uh, strategy that we're putting into place? Yeah, as far as KPIs go, 
you know, we're talking about shopping. So conversions are going to be the top form of measurement that brands are going to be looking for. The whole point typically is to get people to go and buy these products. But as we mentioned before, there's a lot of engagement that actually happens during these videos. And so you could measure success in a variety of ways. How many people joined? How many people stayed the entire time? How many comments did you get? Um, you know, what, what was the response of people watching this? And you can use that feedback to inform future content too. So what were the products people excited about? Maybe those are going to become the focus of your next campaign because you know those are the ones that got the most um, hype and enthusiasm. Or you could use that to know, hey, this went on for way too long. We lost most of our viewers, you know, 10 minutes in. So maybe you could use a variety of things to note it, but typically the most popular is going to be whether or not people actually took the step you wanted them to and went and bought something. I think also building brand awareness and how many more eyes have come onto a brand because like we've mentioned, oftentimes you just stumble across these live streams. You're unaware they're happening before. So it could be for a brand, you know, you've never heard of or you've only heard of in passing. So seeing sort of how much engagement you can get, even if it doesn't necessarily translate into sales the first time, maybe it's piqued some consumers' interest in the brand. That's an interesting point you, you both make, actually, in terms of um, sort of reaching, in terms of are you looking to, or is the success going to be in reaching new consumers all the time? And how how do we sort of, um, how do we help brands or how can brands help themselves to reach new consumers? But also, we're going to have a loyal fan base as well that follows us. So it seems like, as you say, sort of stumbling across these these live streams seems to be the, the process right now, before the future and for a more sort of consistent strategy going forward. Um, how is How are we going to be attracting? you or reaching new customers with live stream shopping and also as well making sure that we're still uh, nurturing those existing loyal loyal relationships that we already have what we're starting to see a bit it's still a bit newer is actually promoting your live stream events as if they were actually an event so putting paid media spend behind promoting this event i think i saw that keels had done this with one of their live stream events um where they're actually publishing paid facebook ads paid instagram ads saying hey tune into this this is a big thing so actually treating it like an event and that's going to be a way to get new eyes on it rather than if you're just publishing about it organically on your owned media channels, you're only talking to your existing base. So actually putting some paid media spend behind it might be your best chance at actually getting new eyes onto this thing. I've gotten some email invites, which has been really fun and personal. I felt like, wow, I'm, I'm invited to this really neat thing. Um, so I love that kind of personal invite, you know, come, come join our, our live stream. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it feels very VIP. Yeah, right? like, like you're oh, not special. <laughs> this, this is making me feel very unspecial because I've not been invited to any. So you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just not, I'm not getting invited to the right things right now. Uh, but no, but I love that. I love that that idea that it's about making the consumer again that consumer feel like you're part of the group. You're in. You can see behind the scenes, or you can be involved in this this event. Um, and I guess that's a good point to make as well because it reminds me of when social media first came around. Well, over a decade ago now. Um, but we were always talking about how spend is going to be important here. You have to, you're going to have to spend on it. It's not a case of just hiring an intern to just run your social media accounts. So for live stream shopping, there is going to be an element of heavy resource that goes into this, depending on how much you want to succeed and utilize the platform as well. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. But then there's also a ton of opportunity. If you can get enough eyes on it, even just from your existing fan base, there's so many opportunities to encourage user-created content right now. 
I've seen multiple videos on TikTok or Reels where somebody joined a live stream that talked about a new product collection that I didn't see. I didn't see the live stream, but they are now talking about their own opinions on the product line or they're showing what they bought from the product line. So even if you can only get your really loyal fan base onto there, there is an opportunity where if it's engaging enough, they will go and create their own content about this and share it with their own following. So Yes, resources are important, but we have to acknowledge that not all brands, and as Georgia mentioned, some smaller brands may not have those resources ready yet. And if they don't, there are still opportunities to get the people that you do have talking to a larger group. And word of mouth becomes really important there as well, because at the time of recording, TikTok shop only just opened sort of four or five days ago. And I've already heard and seen on TikTok loads of people talking about it already, as if it's something that, is, that has always existed. Um, and obviously, we're only a few days in. So word of mouth does become sort of a really important part of this. Um, like I, I know I mentioned before as well that we've seen elements of sort of Instagram shopping and um, sort of the, the video streaming. I remember Netflix had a shopping platform as well, a shoppable platform on some shows. Uh, and obviously, with the live streams themselves now evolving. Would you say we're at the stage now where we're seeing some some trends in this space? Um, what would you say are some of the trends that you're seeing in live stream shopping specifically? Um, and what would you say are the most successful of these trends so far? Um, I think we're actually seeing a reinvestment into live stream. There was a moment there kind of end of last year, beginning of this uh, 2023, where you know, Meta pulled back on live streaming on Facebook and Instagram. And, and for a moment there, I actually thought, wow, this, this might, you know, not be so popular, but with TikTok's investment, um, I think, you know, live streaming is kind of rolling back here. Um, and I think we're also seeing a fair amount of partnerships. I know um, this year, TikTok and the NFL partnered to create their own live stream concert pregame event, um, which was really exciting. And people got, you know, really involved in that. Um, I think, you know, like the Black Keys were a headliner there. So really just, again, making those events, um, you know, into the in the room of the consumer, I guess, you know, making that inaccessible, accessible, like I keep saying. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, making an event out of it, like you say, Casey. So I know some beauty brands have used live streaming to actually launch a product, which, again, feeds into that exclusivity, but making that the place to do it instead of, say, a event where influencers invited, it makes you feel, like, really part of that community and, like we've said, like a VIP and would any of you say that you have a, a favorite um, sort of campaign that you've seen or a, a brand that's done it really well? Is there any sort of ones that stick out in your mind? I know a couple have been mentioned already, uh, but I was just wondering, is there, is there anything that you just think, oh, that was an a interesting way or a different way to do this um, that really caught the attention? One of my favorite examples actually comes from the pet space, which isn't where you're typically going to be thinking about live stream shopping. I do think this example is probably about a year or two old, but it was really great. Um, so Petco hosted a dog adoption drive on a Facebook live stream back, as Katie mentioned, when Facebook had live streaming capabilities. Um, but the twist was that it was also a dog fashion show. So they were having dogs model their clothing merchandise. And I mean, talk about the perfect content, right? Who, who wouldn't want to tune in and watch dogs walking around wearing clothes? Um, it was really smart because one, it's charity and it's aligning with the purpose of Petco as being a space that cares about pets and animals. But then you're also giving the reason for people to tune in, which is to watch adorable animals strut around in funny costumes and clothing. So it was kind of a perfect pairing of brand purpose meets what would someone actually want to watch on social media? And I thought that was really smart and very intentional. 
Yeah, I think one of the ones that I remember is an, one from the Inky List. I believe it was on Talkshop Live, but that's a brand that's so focused on ingredients, obviously. And education is really key to sort of understanding that brand. So going into what ingredients they were using, the benefits, even like the molecular weights that they were using to optimize the performance of each product, I think is something that doesn't really translate through just text or copy on a product page, but really needs that sort of video aspect to get it across in a more effective way. I love those examples, two very different examples, but I think you're right. I think for both of those audiences, obviously, again, knowing beauty as I do, beauty seems like a perfect platform, a perfect space for this to, to really work. But I also think pets as well is actually a superb platform because well, people love their pets, right? Like we really invest in them. Um, <laughs> like we love our pets more than we love some of our family members. So I kind of, I do kind of get that. I kind of find that, yeah, if you can find that way to engage um, with the consumer on their level, then I think it's a really good, a good way to do it. Um, if there was, uh, again, I'm going to use your consulting services here, but if there was uh, advice that you would give to any brands then who are considering using live stream shopping, what advice would you be giving them um, in terms of what they should be doing, how they should be doing it, or more importantly, what they should be avoiding? Oh, oh my gosh, I have a lot of thoughts. So I feel like I probably should have to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, your cover charges at the door. Um, no, I think live stream shopping kind of gets compared to QVC a lot, um, kind of just conversationally. And this is absolutely no, no disrespect to QVC, but I think we can do a bit better than that. This is, for the most part, social media right? It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be informative. It's supposed to be interactive. So it can be about the product, sure, as it should be, but it's best to actually make it about the viewer, about the experience you're giving them and about the interaction you're facilitating with them. So getting their input and connecting them to your brand. And with that being said, too, I always think it's really smart when you can somehow reward the viewers for tuning in in one way or another. That can be by giving them a first look at the products if they're brand new or it's a new collection or by offering them some type of like exclusive or limited edition promotion. Um, but some way to reward the people for actually tuning in and listening and engaging with you. I think those would be two big pieces of advice I would want brands to be considering. I think that's a great point, Caitlin. The, the, the part on exclusivity, you know, that will really draw consumers' attention. Um, and I think brands also need to think about how a live stream video is going to live beyond just those few moments that it's actually live. Um, we see a lot of consumers actually go back and watch a live stream video after it's been recorded. So while they're not participating live, they're, you know, they're still reaping the benefits of watching the video. So, you know, how can that video live beyond just those few moments? What can it do for you if consumers are going to go back and watch? How can it still be engaging um, for people who are watching, you know, after the live stream has ended? I love that idea. Actually, I'd never actually thought about do people actually go back and rewatch the live stream. Like, obviously, why why wouldn't you? It is still sort of something that goes going to sit there. So, that's very interesting. To sort of to look at it from that perspective, I think, Katie. And um, what what do you think then the future holds? Sort of last question now, just to sort of wrap up our conversation. What do you think the future holds for live stream shopping um, in the consumer goods industry? Uh, George, I would also love to hear just from a personal point of view as well what it means for the beauty industry. But what do you think the future does hold for live stream? live stream shopping i think we're going to see a new type of influencer arise uh who's got that sort of 
ability to interact with consumers very quickly, deliver the sort of the key points in a very personable way. And I think that's going to be a new type of influencer that we see come up and that brands will be able to sort of partner with and they'll be able to take advantage of these new influencers to get new eyes on their brand and to turn live streams into sales. I think if TikTok has proven anything to us, it is that video content can be created about nearly anything and that there will be some type of niche group who wants to watch it. So I would say in the future, I am expecting this type of live stream shopping to be available to a variety of categories. Beauty makes a lot of ton a lot of sense. So does apparel. It's so visual and you want to see it and you want to see it on somebody. But home improvement, food and drink. I, I could really see us taking a lot of categories into this area um, just by nature of we know people will watch content about this. We know people want to see content about this. I think if a brand can do a good amount of social media research and social listening on their respective category, they're going to understand that there's probably a live stream shopping that's applicable to them too. So that's something I see coming down the pipeline and I, I'm honestly really excited to see it. I think for brands too, there needs to be patience and persistence with live streaming. You know, this isn't going to be uh, a thing consumers do overnight. You know, it's not gonna gonna blow up uh, just like that. It actually reminds me kind of the early days of e-commerce. You know, there was a lot of talk of who's gonna buy anything on a website when they can go into a store. I don't think live streaming is going to you know be the new website per se, but I do think it will be a tool in um, a marketer's playbook moving forward and should be considered when you're developing um, you know a strategy to reach your consumers. I love that three three wonderful bits of advice on the future and what we can um, sort of expect to see from the live stream shopping space. And I know, speaking from experience, that I've definitely spent so much time just looking at any random content on the internet. So I can definitely relate to the idea that people <laughs> will watch anything and they'll just keep watching and keep watching. So I completely get that. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> we should maybe just start an email chain outside of this where we just share this all around and see what crazy things we've been looking at. Um, although maybe that isn't yeah. the best thing to do with our time as well. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it seems, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I love the the thoughts that you've had today on authenticity, obviously being really important whenever you're engaging with the consumer. But that idea of live stream shopping taking that next step into giving that or that granting that further access, sort of giving the consumer that VIP feel, um, letting them sort of feel like they are just more involved in this. It is a much more engaging way um, to sort of um, enhance that customer journey and that, the way that consumers can then converse. It's also very convenient platform as well to engage with consumers like you said you may not want to go into the the store i think you mentioned that earlier georgia about maybe being a bit intimidating um, so again being able to do that on this virtual platform is definitely something that um, seems to help consumers out and i love the fact as well that you've mentioned that it's not just those younger generations that we would maybe typically often just think about when we think about any sort of social media or technical technology or sort of live stream shopping and, and how we're selling. It's actually some older consumers can be involved in that as well. And, and it could be really interesting to see how brands target those consumers in different ways as well, because they are going to be tech savvy themselves. They're going to be using digital media anyway. Um, so it'd be really interesting as well to see what the future um, holds for this. Uh, but that kind of wraps up our time for today. Um, thank you so much um, to all three of you, Caitlin, Katie, uh, and of course, Georgia as well, um, for your insights today. Um, I know we probably could have uh, talked uh, for a lot longer, um, but I really do appreciate your time today. So thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Thanks so much, course. Andrew. 
And thank you very much for listening uh, as well. But the conversation doesn't end here. Uh, please head over to Mintel's LinkedIn and Instagram and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your thoughts, particularly uh, of any sort of good or bad examples that you've seen around live stream shopping. Uh, and if you want to know more about Mintel, please visit Mintel.com and sign up to become a member of our free Spotlight community. And make sure you never miss an episode uh, of the Mintel Little Conversation by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but all that's left for me to say now, again, is a great big thank you um, to my guests today who are all wonderful. Uh, but it's goodbye for now, uh, and we'll catch you on the next time for The Little Conversation. Little Conversation.